Welcome to podcast 199 of Five Star Potential, your weekly football manager podcast. I'm Matt, and on this week's pod, I'm joined by Curti, Dave, Dupe, Joe, and Mad. Welcome, everyone. Hello. Hello. Bingo. Bingo. What's his name, oh? Excellent. <laughs> Uh, so, here's what you have to look forward to over the next, well, possible hour or so. Who 20 knows? Minutes. 20, 20 minutes. 20 minutes hard. <laughs> we say it every week. never happens. It's the, the mythical pod that we wish for. Anyway, <clears throat> um, so no save update this week because we have a bumper episode which is going to basically give a, an FM21 related slant on how we think Euro 2020 slash Euro 2021, depending on how you see it, will go down. And, and there might even be a quiz at the end, depending on how long this all takes. Um, so we'll just get straight into it. So obviously by the time this pod is out, Euro 2020 slash 21, will already be well underway. And this is where I'm waiting for someone to say by the time you've edited it, it'll be well and truly finished. Uh, but he's I'll not finished, he's only it. 28. <laughs> exactly. I don't know who's playing Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Anyway. Uh, but we we figured it was still worth previewing the tournament as well as providing some of our own predictions of how we feel the tournament will go. So we've each taken a group and, and had a look at the squads and key players from those squads. We're going to start off with Mr. Madfm, who has taken Group A, which is Italy, Switzerland, Turkey and Wales. I have indeed met and I've obviously had time to look at this seeing as Ireland are not in this Euros and thank you for reminding me that several times before the pod started. Um, Any time, mate. Yeah, cheers, Chief. Um, yeah, so look, I've been looking at Group A. I think, I mean, obviously I've only picked the one group to look at. I think this is one of the more interesting groups though. Um, main reason being, I think looking at it, right, you've got Italy, Switzerland, Turkey and Wales and on paper you're kind of going Italy or are literally waltzing out of this group. Um, but as I've started looking at the Italian team, so your eyes straight away go to the midfield, and Dupe, you love this, right? We've just seen Castrovilli, I think, called in today, right? The midfield is, you know, Castrovilli, Verratti, um, Chiesa, Locatelli, Barella. It's it's a ridiculous midfield. I don't even know, like, if you're Roberto Mancini, I don't even know how you're going to pick a midfield out of this. Um, but then I get a little bit worried of what's behind the midfield and what's in front of the midfield. Um so looking at looking at the Italian defence, so I'm assuming he's he's going with the standard too, right? So you've got your Bonucci and you've got your Chiellini, right? Anyone want to take a guess? Pace levels, acceleration levels between the two boys? Joe, I, I feel like this is Probably the same as me and Curry. <laughs> which is in which? Um, like Bonucci's not too bad. I, suppose. I mean, he's 33, right? In, in, in FM terms, Out? he's... Thir- thir- How quick? Oh. <laughs> I've heard it the first time. <laughs> 33. <laughs> How many trees? <laughs> so if you get... Like, I'm, I'm going to have a tough enough few weeks being Irish as it is. I don't need this shit. No. Borderline Irish <laughs> racism. 33. Irishist. Um, so like, Bonucci's not too bad in FM terms. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at kind of 14 pace, which is which is okay, and 12 acceleration. Um, but I don't think he's got that in real life. I think that's a little bit generous, and and a bit of time has passed probably since uh, since those numbers were updated. Chiellini has acceleration of nine, so even though he's got pace of thirteen, it's going to take him a little while to get there, right? Um, good so long throws. I, I don't know. Why, it's all about the long throws. This isn't the streamer showdown now. This is the Euros. Um, so I'd I'd have concerns <coughs> over that centre half pairing. Um, they do. I mean, they have a couple other options there. I think Bastoni is is the one who's who stood out this year. 
I just don't think they're going to play him. I, I think Mancini will go with those two um, in the back. And I, I just think that's where they might struggle. And the other place that I'd be worried. Sorry, Joe. I'm just going to shout in there. I bet if you actually looked at their men's sweat attributes, I bet there's not a pair of cent- centre-halves that have got better than them yeah. two together. It's true. There's a hell. I mean, I've got they might, Chiellini they might be slow, here. but they they read the game better than anybody. That's true. And I, I suppose it's you know you're looking back at Cannavaro when they won the World Cup. Similar enough story, right? Um, there's a hell of a lot of green in uh, in Chiellini's mentals here for sure. Um, I just I just don't see it translating IRL. Um, I think that I think they could be done for pace. Maybe not in the groups, but but maybe in the knockout rounds. Um, so that's where I'd, I'd probably be a little bit worried. I also don't see a whole lot going on when it comes to the fullback wingback positions. Um, Again, nobody, I don't know, nobody really jumps out from a, you know, from, from a from a world where now wing-backs are so important and impactful. Um, I don't think Italy have it there. Um, but my biggest, I suppose my standout one here, and, and I've picked out one of the key players being um, being the boy Immobile up front. Um, have any of you managed Immobile in Football Manager in, in FM21 or FM20? I had him a while maybe, ago, maybe. so not recent. So like when you look, you look at him in FM... He's got finishing of 19. He's got off the ball 19. He's got composure 17. Do you know what I mean? He's got he's got all the attributes you want from a On our network save, I think he was a bagsman. Mm. I think Lazio had a really good season. Oh, yeah, yeah he was, yeah. Serial. yeah. It's, it's uh, Italian strikers all over, though, isn't it? They're never... When you look at them in real life, they just never seem to have any one good trait. But then they always just seem to be great in football manager. I suppose my, my, my fear with him is, well, I, I picked him out as one of the key players because apart from Immobile, you're, you're kind of, st- you start to get stuck for who's going to bag the goals for Italy here. But, um, um, I know top, they've got Insigne there. Yeah, the top scorer in qualifying was Bellotti, but he only got four goals in the group. And that's a group that they won 10 out of 10 games. And I know it's a long time ago now, it's sort of 2019, mm. but they won 10 out of 10 games, scored 37 goals, and their top scorer was Bellotti with four. Not a whole lot, right? So I, I don't even. I'm not sure which way they're going to go. I think Immobile has had a better season in Syria, and he's always been pretty prolific at club level. But he just hasn't really done a whole lot at international level. So I've picked him out as a key as a key player because I think if he if he scores and if he starts scoring in these group stages, I think Italy do have the ability to go far. But if he doesn't, and if they're not getting those goals, I've, I'd I'd have fear for them. Um, I don't see a huge amount of goals coming from elsewhere. They've got Berardi there. They've got Chiesa. Um, but for me, the other standout player then is one of my favourite FM players going, which is Manuel Locatelli. And how this guy is still at Sassuolo is beyond me. And I don't know, I mean, maybe we get to September, he won't be there anymore. Um, and Dupe, I think you're you're a bit of a fan of Locatelli, I believe, from from your time in Syria. Yeah, I um, enjoy, I enjoy him. Any, any Italians I enjoy. Yeah. Um, so I, I think he's, he's, again, I can't say for sure that Mancini is going to put him in his first 11 in the first game. Um, but he's definitely, you know, as a midfielder, he's just, I mean, you look at him in FM, it's ridiculous. It's just double figures all over his attributes. He can play almost anywhere in that midfield. Um, so I would definitely have him first 11, no problem. But I don't know if Roberto Mancini is on the, <coughs> is on the same chain of thought as me, being honest. But as, as Curti said, 10 out of 10 games won in the group stages. Um, and this is, you know, this, this is an Italian team that is going through a little bit of transition. Um the standout thing here is all their games are at home. So this is a kind of a funny Euros. I don't know, is it between, between COVID and, and the new setup? But Italy are one of a few teams that have all their group games at home. So I think that combined with just the squad they have on paper, I see them topping this group kind of no problem. Um, so yeah, I think, I think they, they could go far. 
but they need those goals and I, that, that would that would be my concern. Matt, you mentioned uh, a few midfielders there for, for the Italians uh, and as we are a football manager podcast, I thought I'd bring in the fact that you didn't mention the wonder kid, Tonali. Is he is he in? Tonali, I don't see him in the squad. Didn't, I know didn't make the squad now. Tonali was in the he was in the under twenty one squad, and I believe he he was one of about seventeen players in that tournament for Italy that got a red card. They had something like five red cards in seven games or something crazy. I can't remember what wow. it was. Um, Get stuck in. Yeah, love to see it. Um, but no, he's not in the he's not made the uh, made the first team squad. But that just shows you the depth and the quality they have that they don't need him. Um, and as we said there, I think Pellegrini has 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 um, been withdrawn. And they call in Castrovilli. And if you look at Castrovilli in FM, he's ridiculous as well. So it's all about that mm-hmm. Italian midfield um, for me. Other teams in this group then, um, Switzerland. And now, lads, Swit- I don't know if you know this about Switzerland. Switzerland don't, like, I wish Switzerland were Ireland. They don't know how not to qualify. Whereas Ireland, literally qualifying is just not up our street at all. Um, Switzerland have a ridiculous record of qualifying for tournaments. And their world ranking, I think at the moment, is something like 13 because of how consistent they are. Um, standout players are not really kind of their thing. They never have been. Uh, you know, everybody would probably know Shakiri is there. My two kind of standout players would be um, Dennis Zakaria. So um, again, he's, what, three, two, three seasons in a row, been linked with, I think, Arsenal, maybe United. Um, he's still playing in the Bundesliga. Um, and then one of my personal favourites um, is Kevin, Kevin Mbabu mainly because Newcastle taught him everything he knew and they never played him and now he's one of the one of the top <laughs> right backs even in FM as well um, but they they also topped the group and I have to give them a mention because they topped the group ahead of Ireland um, and they were strong like we, we couldn't break them down they're just so consistent they've kind of the same manager for the last five six years so they're they're hard to beat um, and I don't think the group will be as easy as as it looks for, uh, for the Italians um, should we talk about Wales uh, just, just, just before you did that, in my Ajax save, uh, Italy won it. Won the Euros. Yeah. Interesting. Do they have Tonali? Tonali's very different in FM. <laughs> uh, he's very good in FM. That's why he's decided to join me, Mad. You've got him on the bench from what we saw today. Just save it save. for next week. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, cool. So looking at Wales then. I'd have fears for Wales, and uh, I'm sure we've got a couple of Welsh listeners here. Um, I think this is going to be a very different tournament for Wales than what they've seen in the last um, tournament. Hang on, if you're talking about Wales, can you do it in a Welsh accent? Yeah. You're already easy, it's entertainment factor for us. I'm trying to contain... in a Welsh accent? I'm trying to contain my Irish accent here, Matt, for fear of, you know, more onslaught, you know? It's difficult. Um, So, no, I I won't even attempt the Welsh accent. I have seen Gavin and Stacey. That's as far as my Welsh culture goes. (laughs) I can see Joe, he's thinking about it. He's like, will he do, will he not? Um, Tell me tomorrow, mate. (laughs) I'll wait by the window. (laughs) (laughs) So Wales. Gareth Bale. (laughs) I went straight straight over his head. You know, my mind went back to last week's pod when we were talking about Gavin and Stacey with the stag and it was just one word. Tits. Nobody wants to say it. That was it, yeah. Speaking of tits, so Wales are managed by Ryan Giggs. Uh, <laughs> so they've not, not had the best not. starts. They've not, not had the best starts. Um, I, I'd, I've, I'd have fear for the squads. I mean, look, <clears throat> Gareth Bale is there. I was actually looking at Bale's stats this season. I mean, to be fair, in, he played 20 games for Spurs in the league and scored 11 goals, which isn't bad. No, bad, granted, yeah. probably he got, you know, seven of them in two games or three games. 
But that's Most literally of off yeah. the bench as well. Yeah, that's literally all they have when it comes to goals up front. Um, no hell, Robson Canu Canu this 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 tournament. He was obviously the talisman of the last one. Um, aside from that, you know you're breaking down the squad. There is a couple of names. Obviously Ramsey's there if he's fit. I think Harry Wilson is a good shout. They've got the likes of Joe Roden in in uh, in defence with um, Ethan Ampadu. That's a great podcast, he does. Joe Roden. <laughs> Joe Roden. What's he doing there? Um, the other Joe, in there as well. They, they still have the other Joe. Yeah, Joe Allen. Um, whether he's going to feature no. or not, I don't know. Sorry. Um, Johnny Esther, got, uh, get him in there. Johnny, Johnny Williams. Yeah, what a player. Danny James. Do you rate Daniel James, Stoop? Do you rate him for this no. tournament? No. 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 You just don't see it. I mean, they've got the, he's got the pace with him and David Brooks, I think, but unless they're going to do Should something have gone should have went to Leeds. Yeah. <laughs> and then I suppose finally, Matt Smith, he could be the man, right? Um, Absolutely. I think Wales, Wales are going to need a talisman to have a chance of getting out of this group, <laughs> looking, at, looking at what they have to compete with. So. Um, and yeah, a defensive I'm, midfielder is the man for that, is it? Well, look, probably, they're probably got need... Welsh listeners thinking, why the fuck is he shouting out Matt Smith? What's going on here? <laughs> Dupe has yeah. paid me. Uh, that's what's happened. Um, to be fair, I had, I've had him on loan in my Tenerife save, I think, two seasons ago. Quality midfielder. Uh, but unfortunately, I do but think... You can do it in Wales Europe, are, you said. I think Wales are going to be bottom of this group. <laughs> yeah, we can't shut him out. He doesn't even follow the pod, so sod him. Ouch. <laughs> Gee, Ouch. Awkward. Awkward indeed. And then I, I think um, finally probably it would just be Turkey. And I think the reason I've left Turkey to last is... I would have Turkey. And I think a lot of people are of the same mindset that Turkey are going to be a surprise package of this tournament. Um, I'm just going to pick out three names, all playing for Lille, all just won the um, Ligue 1 ahead of PSG. So that's uh, the boy Yilmaz up front, uh, Zeki Zelik in right back, and then uh, I think it's Yazik G as well. Um, so these boys are coming straight out. Now, the hangover might be there after winning the league, um, but they're bringing a serious winning mentality into that Turkey team. And uh, I'm kind of tipping them to probably finish second behind Italy and maybe cause a few upsets when it comes to the knockouts, depending on, depending on who they face. There's a very tenuous link for this group as well. Oh, and it's it's Roy Hodgson. Managed. Oi, oi, big Roy. So he he managed Inter Milan. He's also managed the Swiss national team. Uh, he <laughs> missed Hakan uh in the two stints he had at Inter Milan, and he was replaced by Mark Hughes, who is Welsh. I'm not going to do them for every group. Uh, <laughs> yeah, funny sex. I've got one for mine, so that's really cool. <clears throat> narrative, narrative. FC. There's probably better ones than that, but it was just I, the the obvious one was the Italy and Swiss link. The other two tenuous at best. So, would you agree with those shots, lads, for Group A? I'm going Italy, Turkey, Switzerland, and Wales. I think, yeah, yes. I, I'd I think say Switzerland could, uh, could, nah, could Wales second there. get through. Home nation, yeah, I think Wales. Nah, nah. So, but to go, go back on the football manager, that Zeki uh, Chalik right back. Oh, he's, he's my go-to. I, I think he's such a good right back, cheap and cheerful. Playing right back for Ajax. Sorry, who you got playing right back for Ajax? Uh, Wrench. All right, <laughs> go to. Mate, he's eighteen years of age. You got to play the youth. Uh, save it for next week. Respect. Okay, so Group A done. We move on to. Group B, uh, which is Belgium, Denmark, Finland, and Russia. What a fire group 
this one is. Um, <laughs> the, the first thing that jumped out at me when I was doing all my research, which I definitely didn't do about five minutes ago, uh, for this group was that Belgium and Russia actually qualified from the same group in qualifying. That's mental. I didn't wow. think that would that would be allowed. Great um, story. Okay. But what it does is it gives us a little bit of, of, of a form guide, if you like. Obviously, Belgium are going to be massive favourites for this group. Uh, golden generation, as they've been called for the last six years, I think, in Belgium. So it's probably... A, now they're the olden generation. Yeah, it's probably about time they actually won something. Um, they'll be playing 3-4-3. I think that's pretty much set in stone now. Um, they've got a bunch of quality uh, centre-backs, as we know. Uh, Alderweireld, Vermaelen, you know, Beata, Denaya, um, and not really many full-backs. Um, so uh, Kevin De Bruyne missing potentially for possibly the first game. I'm not sure if he'll be fit for the second game. Is big. Uh, their first game is uh, in Russia. It's against Russia, opening day, uh, in St. Petersburg, which seems like it could be a banana skin for them, but they did beat Russia 4-1 at the same stadium in qualifying. So I'd still fancy them to come through that pretty pretty comfortably. Um, obviously, Lukaku's going to be a key man. One player that I did notice uh, who I've had in FM uh, is Jeremy Doku. He's a young 18-year-old kind of winger Lots, but bags of pace i think he's uh he's got like 18 pace 18 acceleration or something something silly but um he is an interesting one to call up whether he'll get much game time i'm not sure obviously hazard will play from that left hand side um but you know he could be a decent option for them if they need to inject a bit of something later in the games um hazard obviously not in the best form i don't think he's a, a great season uh, at Madrid, so he's coming into it a little bit cold, um, and uh, yeah, they've apart from that, you know, cracking midfield, obviously, um, Thomas Munio at, at uh, Dortmund, De Bruyne, um, when he gets back into the side, and they've got flair, plenty of flair as well. I mean, Tielemans, Carrasco, they've got such a good squad. I think they'll go pretty deep into the tournament. I don't think that you know, it's rocket science to suggest that. Um, but uh, it's just whether uh, whether finally this squad can kind of live up to their to their potential. Um, next in we got Denmark. I really like Denmark. Um, they qualified behind Switzerland, I believe. Is that right, Matt? Were they in that group with Ireland? I believe I believe they did. Yes, because I also got to watch Denmark knock Ireland out as well as Switzerland. So that's <laughs> where the reminder again. Tremendous. Um, they've got. Yeah, I really like Denmark. They played some really good football. In the World Cup qualifiers that have started, obviously, already, um, they destroyed Austria 4-0. Uh, and we've just seen England kind of scrape past Austria in a friendly. Um, I think they beat San Marino 8-0 as well. And I know it's only San Marino, but you know how many times do we see that and then teams just win sort of two or three against San Marino? So to score eight goals in any international game is is decent. Um Again, really, really solid in midfield. Delaney from Dortmund, Hoiberg. Uh, we've got Christian Eriksen, who's had uh, a decent season with Inter. Um, Robert Skov, who's a bit of an FM favourite, can play in sort of so many positions um, and has had a few good showings in the streamer showdown. Uh, and then up top, obviously, they've got Kasper Dolberg, who is a, an FM favourite and has been for the last few years. Um, and a, 
And at one of Duke's favourite clubs. And at one of Duke's favourite clubs, yeah. He's yeah. his go-to, I believe. Uh, <laughs> Where's he at, Cody? Uh Nice. Huh. No, no. <laughs> the, the penny dropped. <laughs> okay. It's one of my favourite clubs because of the first three letters. If you look sideways, it looks like a rude man doing a, a man doing something rude. We'll come back to it. We'll save it for next week. Right. Put it on Twitter. Next week's pod's I'll put it on Twitter. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so Denmark. I really like Denmark. Um, I think this will be the top two in this group: Belgium and Denmark. Um, what are we laughing at? I've <laughs> <laughs> just realised what OGC is on, the, on its side. See, looks it looks like, 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 so like a man pulling himself off. It looks like a man masturbating. It's, oh my. It's, <laughs> I've seen oh, yeah. it for years. I'll see that. That's that's his level. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what though, you all fucking laughed, didn't you? It's a good one for the oh, good brilliant. one for the listeners there. Yeah. Um so yeah, Denmark, really like them. Think they'll do well. All their games are at home as well. They're well, I say they're at home, they're in Copenhagen, which is huge. Uh they get off to a, probably the easiest start in the group against Finland. So should get three points there. And yeah, I fancy them to uh, to squeak past. Whether we'll see a repeat of nineteen ninety two. Is doubtful, but uh, I think they will cause some big teams some problems. I have a question about Russia. Oh yeah, I know it's a little bit, a little bit late. Are they allowed to use their flag on their kits or anything? Because they're supposed to have been banned, aren't they, from using any using the national flag on in any sporting arena? Uh, I thought if they're they're one of the like the home nations as well, they have their own like logo though, don't they? They do. Um, they, they do, do have, have like the eagle, don't they? they it's do like have, the big eagle. Yeah, they got their federation there. logo, haven't they? <laughs> so there's a. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, if you go to their Wikipedia page, which obviously everyone knows is uh, the source of all That's information, um, it does have their kind of their emblem with you know with the flag colours in it, but not actually a picture of their of their flag or anything. So yeah, you might be right. I didn't. I wasn't. Not not one I was aware of, but. <clears throat> There you go. I, I did have a, I did have a supplementary question, which we won't know, and we could probably cut all this out because I'm literally throwing you under the bus. Go on. When they when Belgium beat them four one at home, was it behind closed doors? I can tell you that. I can tell you that. Now. The only reason I say it is because obviously Lukaku seems to get a lot of hate from uh, fans, doesn't he, of a certain variety? And I just thought being in Russia, um, I can tell you the attendance was fifty three thousand. 317. Um, Lukaku did score. They Belgium, Belgium went 4-0 up and then Russia got a consolation goal. Um, and the ref was Portuguese, Dave. Just uh, big up. Cheers. Um, but yeah, Russia, I, I don't like Russia at all. I like, I'm looking at their squad and it just seems like the same squad from about six years ago. Um, they've still got Yuri Zhurkov in their squad, which is incredible. Uh, Denis Cheryshev, who kind of after the World Cup got his big move to Valencia. I think he's been injured a lot of this season, so whether he'll be able to recreate any of, any of that 2018 form, because they were a bit of a surprise package obviously on their home turf, and they do have two of their three games in St. Petersburg this time round. But uh, that, that opening game they had? Was it against Saudi Arabia? And he that was Juba, wasn't it? The striker? And, yeah, he, he cherished him, and then his dad come out and when he's been taking performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah, there was all, <laughs> all kinds of rumours going on at the time, wasn't there? It was, it was dodgy as anything. Gotta love Russia, but um, didn't yeah, they, have, didn't they have an average like ten kilometers run per player more than anyone else? Yeah, yeah it was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, um, so hopefully they'll be um, 
injecting it there again, and it might give them half a chance. But um, <laughs> still got Andre Golovkin, who is probably their most creative player. Um, Zuber up front, who's just a lump, but he is awkward and he does score goals. I just, I don't know. The home advantage could be key, but when they play Denmark, that one is in Copenhagen. So um, they've got to play Belgium in St. Petersburg and Finland. So I can see them getting a win out of the Finland Finland game, um, but uh, beating Belgium, even on home turf, is going to be a tough ask. So, uh, yeah, Russia, kind of fear for Russia slightly. I just, I mean, Zhirkov, how old is Zhirkov? Did we say? 37 years 37. old. 37. Incredible. What a machine. His FM picture, he, lo- he looks every every year of 37 in his FM picture as well. Yeah. If I load up. FM up, he probably still looks 19. <laughs> <laughs> the Dave has a party face pack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, and then rounding up the group is Finland. Not a huge amount to say. I think, um, I mean, it's, it's a huge achievement for them just to be here. Uh, they got through uh, in Italy's group, um, so beating the likes of Greece, uh, Bosnia, uh, to to that second place spot, which is you know it's no great shakes. I think they've had some pretty horrendous qualifying campaigns. So the fact that they're even here is is you know something for them to be proud of. Obviously, they've got a few names in there that 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 people might recognise. Uh, Timo Puki uh, up top, who's you know Jack Peachman, <laughs> Jack Peachman. Uh, <laughs> Glenn Kamara, who's at Rangers, who was useless for me on Network Save. Um, and Hradecki, who is probably... I mean, he's probably one of the better goalkeepers in the in the Bundesliga, to be fair. Uh, Second yellow card favourite. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, I I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a struggle for them. Um, I just I just think they, they're, they're there, you know, to make up the numbers in this group, to be honest with you. Start off against Denmark. Can't see them getting a result in Copenhagen. Uh, then they've got effectively another away game in St. Petersburg. And then, you know, last game is, is against Belgium, which is uh, which is probably the toughest game in the group. So, yeah, my prediction for, for Group B is uh, very much Belgium, Denmark, Russia, and then Finland to round it off. Um, it's actually the first tournament that Igor Akinfeb won't have played for Russia. In what a legend! How many years? He, reti- he retired in 2018 from international football, but it's Big up, Eagle. first time. I say it's. I thought it was worth mentioning because he's a, an FM legend. So never got that move to Manchester United. Eh? <laughs> still time, still time. <laughs> Same agent as Snyder, right? Yeah. yeah it also looks like Daniel Beddingfield. So unlucky son. You'll <laughs> <laughs> <He'll> get it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do we agree with Curtis' prediction for the group? Yeah, why not? Yes. <laughs> 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 it's a pretty straightforward group, to be fair. Right? Mm. Yeah. Yep, marvellous. We'll move on then to Group C, which is Austria, Netherlands, North Macedonia, and Ukraine. Okay, before we start, this is me. Lucky you. Uh, before we start, there is a link that links all of these. So I'll let you have a little think of that, Matt, because uh, we didn't do it for Curtis Group because he didn't put the effort in. Um, I'm going to start with, with with the Dutch because uh, I like the Dutch at the moment because I'm doing a save over at Twitch every night at nine p- uh, seven p.m. So feel free to catch that out. Um, but they've got they've got some great players. This this Dutch side. 
Uh, and when you look at their defence with Van Dyke, the fridge and and De Litt, I mean, probably three of the best centre backs out there at the moment. It's just tremendous. Um, and I mean, the only thing that they do struggle with is going forward. Now, probably their best midfielder, Van der Beek, has got out injured. Um, you know, he's played so many games this year. He's, he's obviously his wear and tear off the bench on his ass has caused him to be uh, to, to to not make the squad. Or, out oh, with splinters. Yeah, out with, out, out with uh, splinters. But I do I do wonder where they're going to get their goals from. Uh, I know they got Memphis Depay, but they don't really have like an, a proven out and out striker. I know they've got uh, Luke De Jong, but I don't like him. So yeah. he's only scored eight goals ever for the for his nation for his country. So. I don't know. They do have... Is Marlin, uh, is Marlin in the squad, Do Yeah, he is. He's played eight eight games, two goals for them. Oh. Uh, but he's only 22, Dave. Um, you know, you're 22 and you do a lot of different things to he does. So. I'm not I don't know. I just think... I think they're putting a lot of hope on the youngsters going forward. Um, they do have Memphis, like I said, but I, I mean, he's always been that kind of winger. He has scored 23 goals for the club, uh, for the, the club I keep saying, for Holland. Uh, but they've got Barbel uh, with his pink hair. Um... Had a good season at Galatasaray this year, so you never know. But they've got they have got talent throughout. Um they got Frankie, the Regista. Um, obviously big big uh Georgie Wijnaldum as well. So Barbel in the squad. Some... Sorry? Barbel in the squad. Wijnaldum's in the squad, yeah. That's no, what it says Barbel. here. No, Barbel. Barbel, yeah. Oh Barbel's in the squad is what I've got here, yeah. <laughs> What? Who the hell's Barbel? <laughs> Why are we saying it like this? Marcus <laughs> But yeah, he's uh he's Barbel. Marcus Barbel. Oh, he might have pulled out recently. I've, I've got, I've got the squad got here one from Euro twenty fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> the dates now, dates now. Um, pulled out a sticker book. He's definitely pulled out the sticker book in the squad. Definitely. Oh, you're reading the wrong website. Okay, well they haven't got him then. They're screwed. Um, but yeah, I like the Dutch side. I think it's a very good side. Uh, I think to be fair, they are quite possibly the best team in this group, uh, which makes it a little bit easier for them. I think they were handed uh, handed a, an easier group. I think their toughest opponent would probably be Ukraine. Um, solid team, good defensive uh, defensively. Um, I mean, they've they've got mate boy from Man City. Um, I can't think what his name is now. Zinchenko, um, that's it. Yeah, uh, he's. He, I mean, he plays left back for City, but he plays in the middle uh, for Ukraine, and he's he's quite skillful. He's very good on the that ball. That says how shit that team is, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> he's got Yarmolenko. Um, Shit. Joe, you know, great injured, West Ham. Sorry? He's always injured for West Ham. He's, he's always not, injured. No, he's not always injured. He just don't play because he's shit. Doesn't play. <laughs> uh, but I think... Good, good player back in the day. He's pony now. <laughs> I think it, it's a toss-up between between them and, and Austria. I mean, North Macedonia are going to be the whipping boys in that group. But Austria are one of those sides, right? They've got an, uh, Anatovic up top. Um, West Ham legend. Um, who, who who scored plenty of goals, uh, but he is getting on now, thirty-two. I didn't know he was that old. To be fair, I thought he was a lot younger than that. Um, boys, rent boy. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's I think it's a pretty straightforward group. I think uh, to be honest, they're all going to get a win against Macedonia, so it could put maybe in good stead for the third place team to go through. I think maybe three points, four points, maybe would be a good total to get through third place. So um, definitely North Macedonia out. I'd say the Dutch and potentially Ukraine and Austria. Who, That'd be my predictions. Who catches your eye from North Macedonia? Who, uh, any, well, to, to be fair, well, the my nights on Chatterbait, I've never met somebody from North Macedonia. Okay, uh, I would say uh, Pandev, Pandev, Pandev. 
is a good guy. Pandev, uh, Pandev, you... Pandev. Pandev, Pandev. So good they Abroad named him twice. Uh, there's a lad um, called Almas from, from Napoli, who I manage in the network safe. 21 year old, very youngster. Um, but he, he kind of runs the midfield. Very good with the ball at his feet. Very creative. Um, if he can kind of step up and, and, and maybe play a good 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 bit in the middle, um, then maybe he can get a good move. Because I think he didn't play much at Napoli IRL. And I think the rumour is he's, he's joining Benfica. So Dave likes this. They've got uh, oh, a wrong one. Aloiski as well, haven't they? From Leeds. The Leeds, yeah, the Leeds left back. Mm. Um, well, really to he, he plays anywhere, right? Anywhere down the left-hand side because he's quite attacking too. Has to be out of the way. As well. Yeah, but um, he's 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 a, he's a good player too. Um, but I only saw us score six past him, so I can't really big him up too much to be fair because we beat Leeds six-one. I think you're underestimating North Macedonia here, big time. You've had your go, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest, Here I'll be completely go. frank. I'll be completely frank, mate. Um, me looking at the, uh, the 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 details that I had to go into to get the information for North Macedonia is the first time I've ever looked at North Macedonia. I'm gonna, I'm, apart from sticking there. the stickers in, mate, I'm not going to say I'm, I've watched much ma- of Macedonia's football. Um, it was Macedonia cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, can I ask... Someone will know. Why have they changed to North Macedonia recently? Because it, because there's a territory in Greece which is called Macedonia, and basically the Greeks kicked off uh, and it, about it being called Macedonia too. So they did call it the former Republic of Macedonia. Republic of yeah. yeah, yeah. But apparently that wasn't good enough, so they just went fine. We'll just be North Macedonia. You can fuck off. Oh, nice. So yeah, history like, with Kurt and Greece basically. Mate. Get yeah. get politics involved, throw Kurt Dog's yeah. ears prick up. Yeah. Kurt Dog's a what? Oh, his ears prick <laughs> Greeks come in smashing <laughs> their fucking plates. Um yeah. but yeah, um so the, the last bit I've gotta say is is the link. Anybody wanna guess the link between the four countries in this group? They're all in your group. Uh well they are, but that's not the link. Uh, I've never been to any of them, so there you go. <laughs> Such a fucking knob. It's about, it's about as fucking tenuous as yours was, to be fair, Matt, so I'll go with that one. <laughs> Mine was effort. Okay. That took me effort. I've got a link, the other two. Not so much. Yeah. And the two other st- one was actually the Wales one wasn't so bad. Um but yeah, I think that's the way it'll go. Excellent. Right, on to Group D, which is Croatia, the Czech Republic, England, and Scotland. I have covered this group. I got the, I got the, uh, the long straw out of all of these potential groups. I think uh, Croatia, I would dare say, are the biggest threat to England, and there's a little bit of a score to settle there. Obviously, Croatia knocked England out of the World Cup, although the man that knocked them out is no longer there, having retired. Uh, Mr. Mandzukic, and I think that is going to be Croatia's biggest thing, is replacing him with someone that isn't him. Uh, Bruno Petkovic is supposedly the man up for the job. Very similar sort of play style, but not quite there in terms of, of quality. World Cup finalists from 2018, so it's not like they're slouches. A lot of the team are still there from that same tournament, although obviously a few years older now. Uh, Modric is like, likely to run the show, but also probably his last major tournament unless he manages to squeeze another one out uh, for the World Cup next year but I don't know Um, arguably 
the uh, the most experienced team in this particular group, likely to set up in either like a four two three one or or four one two one two diamond. Weakest by far up front in terms of options past Petkovic. Um, Modric, I've already sort of highlighted. He, in terms of FM, he's still insanely good. He's never really had like legs per se in terms of ability to run, but he can completely run a game. And then Perisic as well, who was a threat in 2018 in the World Cup. I would imagine he'll be back again and causing similar problems. We'll then move on to the Czech Republic. And I've got a bit of a soft spot for the Czech Republic. Euro 96, quite a lot of players were signed by United after yes. said tournament. Um, You're all United fans. It was, it's more just a Karol Paborski and his flowing locks but, uh, before he was ruined by United. Um, but just remember him from that tournament in particular. Uh, there is a, another Premier League link with, uh, with the Czech Republic and West Ham, obviously, Suchek and Sufal. Most both likely to start, also likely to field a four-two-three-one. Um, no real depth at front again, with a Patrick Schick being the only option in terms of FM. He's had a, a massive downgrade from what I remember him being a few years ago. Questionable decision making, I think, in in terms of like in real life as well. I don't think he's ever really been able to replicate what what he was sort of able to do in in. A few, oh, a few years ago in FM. Um, I watched the TIFO video on this before, uh, this, this morning, and they were saying that there's a lot of flair in the team, uh, or uh, sort of unsuspected flair. Looked through it in FM, uh, no players with any flair at all. So oh, either the researchers... Closic. are Yeah, but it, in FM, he's not so young. Great. 17 flair. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he's... Mm, no, he doesn't care. Got flair, got flair. One flair player. You got flair. They got they got Suchek, mate. Suchek and Sufau. Yeah, that that West Ham link up will be happening. I'd imagine quite a lot. He's been uh, likened with Thomas Repka, and I don't know if you saw it the other night, but he absolutely nailed the Albanian manager. The, <laughs> and the, but it's happened to the Albanian manager like twice in two like two weeks. He's one of those that like stands on. You know, yep. goes out of his line. technical area, stands on the line, and then he's one like he's about eighty-five. And he's been now <laughs> twice in two weeks. <laughs> like, Get the fuck out of the way. Watch out, Roy Hodgson. But um, Sufal is a good right back. To be fair, he's oh, a bit Gary Neville-esque. Yeah, absolutely. Well, even right. his like FM attributes kind of suggest that as well. Like, can't really dribble, but can whip can't, him across. Can't dribble, isn't working. quick, but he literally, if he gets the ball, he just crosses it in the box. So he yeah. just creates a chance. In terms of like FM replicating how a player actually plays, I think it's really quite close. Um, even in terms of his traits, like marks opponent tightly, winds up opponents, and gets forward whenever possible. It from I, I ended up watching quite a lot of West Ham over sort of the past season, and it fits like I say his player profile in FM very much fits his his playing style in real life. What a pair of signings, though. In fairness, Joe, like must be up there Check signings the season. Checkmate, checkmate. <laughs> serious. I don't even know what they paid for either of them, but it, I mean, serious value. Uh, for well, we had Suchek was on loan to start with, and then we made that permanent in January, and Sufa was like five million. Serious. I mean, I think a pair of them cost about fifteen million in total. Yeah, absolute bargain. Absolute bargain. 
especially with how important they've both been to mm. West Ham. But we're not a West Ham podcast, we're a Spurs podcast. So. Yes, um, Spurs. <laughs> so, on to England then. So, arguably England's to lose in this tournament, or at least from, from the group stage perspective. Uh, again, expected to most likely line up in a 4-3-3 or 3-5-2. Who knows, really, with Southgate. It's going to be too defensive and not utilise the players available to him in the best possible positions. So get in the bin with your fucking waistcoat. Um, <laughs> I would say weakest in goal and defence, especially if there is the the issue with a certain Harry Maguire injury slash fitness concern, and likewise with Jordan Henderson, who's only played one match of football and then ended up missing a penalty uh, in in, it. in fact, he, he, I say one match, 30 minutes of football. He's all he's played in what, 18 months. So up the ticks there. Um, not like England to, to bring injured players to a tournament and then play them ahead of players that should be starting, but never mind. Um, Harry Kane is obvi- obviously going to be a, a standout player. I've picked out Jaden Sancho as well, or Jaden, as uh, some idiots might say. Um, <laughs> one particular idiot. Actually, um, Niles. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of FM, his attributes are insane. Uh, I, I'm not convinced he's going to start, even though he's performed well in the the international friendlies I've seen in the lead up to the tournament. Um, I think, I think the biggest issue is again the 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 fitness concerns with those players, and then how Southgate puts it together. I think it's more of the issue of the manager than the players uh, than anything else. Having looked at sort of some tactical analyses of how they tend to play, it's sort of an overload on the left-hand side uh, more often than not with sort of crossed balls, sort of expecting a runner on the far right to sort of head things in at the far post or to cut back across and then uh, finish off from sort of that pullback. It's a, I would say, yes, England's to lose, but equally there could be a bit of gamesmanship for how they play against some of the other teams because obviously their route to the final, if they finish top of the league in the group stage, is a bit shit. And they are they also have all of their games at home. Uh, so they're all played, played in London. So that should help, I would imagine. Although maybe it doesn't set them up so well, depending on if... I say depending on or whether they actually get to the group stage. And then finally, Old Enemy is uh, Scotland, which is their first major tournament since World Cup 98. Uh, likely to field a 3-5-2, very defensive. And they're going to be trying to shoehorn two Premier League left-backs into their starting lineup because I mean, when, when your two left-backs are your best attacking options, cry me a river. Um, I think Stock, Scott, Scott, uh, well, Stott, Scott, who cares? Scott McTominay. Inter is uh, a standout in midfield uh, if he can be paired well with John McGinn. I think uh, McTominay has impressed me in fits and starts in the domestic season. There's also John Fleck, but I'm not sure if he if he's fit or not. I'd, I'd seen things like I think potential. he's out. Yeah, I'd, I'd seen uh, that he's been. Because there was also him and Billy Gilmore that picked up injuries in the recent friendly that they've had. Uh, in terms of goals, they're re- relying on Che Adams, who's English. So I don't know if that hurts them more, to be honest. In fact, I hope it does. Is Lee Griffiths uh, in the squad? 
Um, strangely, no. Good. He is not your best mate, Dave. Chief. Uh, but yeah, I think weak, weakest by far in terms of defence bar those two fullbacks. Um, not a lot of standout players. Scott McKenna is a, a bit of an FM favourite from FM 18, 19, when he was still at Aberdeen. Aberdeen. And and Grant Hanley um, is... Um, Ugly. Grant Hanley. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Uh, goalkeeper options are thin to middling at best as well so I mean reviewing this Scottish team I think it makes mad smile with pride how badly they they look at least on paper obviously they're going to want to beat England in the group stage Um, I'm not convinced it can happen but equally again the Southgate factor could be a thing in terms of of league I'm either going to predict it'll be Croatia or England topping the group with Scotland finishing bottom, I think. Uh, I think the Czech Republic are a bit of the the unknown entity in this group in terms of my own personal perspective. I think if they can get their key players working, I think they have better quality on paper in comparison to Scotland. There we go. Group if, o- if Odin scores against Scotland and doesn't do the Gaza celebration, I'm disappointed. <laughs> but I was going to say because obviously we've got quite a vested interest in England. Should we like kind of have a, a very quick discussion on who should be starting? Yeah, four four two. No go on. <laughs> don't lose four 0 to the Mexicans. I think there's, there's, personally... a, there's a lot of talk around the attacking options. I don't think defensively. Yes. I think you, they kind of play themselves don't they mm-hmm. I think in the attacking options be interesting to know what you guys think Kane, Kane's a cert to start and it's just who's yeah. around him I would go what? maybe Grealish and Foden personally but I know Rashford or Sterling will get away in the team to start I think Sterling's kind of got a start um, no I'll tell, I'll tell, way I'll tell you for why I'll tell you for why. Because you I, think, Go on. I think if you have you have Grealish and you have Foden and you have Harry Kane, which in the last two years he's completely developed his game, he's dropping deep a hell of a lot more than he was. You have so many players occupying that space and you've got no one kind of uh, who's off a decent off the ball player, which Sterling is, let's face it, on the ball he's shit, but off the ball, like he's he's great, he makes good runs, um and he gets in good positions. I just think you look at how Kane plays with Tot- for Tottenham and how much Son is, is is so important as well, making those runs in behind. I don't see anyone else doing that for England, apart from Sterling. And so if Kane is going to continuously drop deep and occupy that number 10 space, I think you need someone to run in behind. And I think Sterling's the obvious option. I think if you play Sterling, then we're, we're losing. We're not. I, I don't think... I think we've got so much attacking talent in that squad that why you would want to play Sterling is, is beyond me. I know you've just referenced what you've referenced, but I think if it was me, I'd play Mount, I'd play um, Grealish and I'd play Foden all behind him. It, the the runs that Foden been playing is, it, with his false nine, I think he's good enough to get him behind uh, for Kane to find him. I think with Grealish as well, what Jack does when he's got the ball, when he's not got the ball is, is delightful. And then you've got Mount that can find every man and his dog. Um, I think that... For once we've got, I think for once we've just got to go all out and just go all out attack and score more than them and, and just make it entertaining. If we go out because we tried and we scored seven goals and, you know, happy days. But um, I just think that I just get so bored of watching us 
just pass it backwards, pass it backwards, pass it backwards, and then we lose what uh one nil or we we one nil up and we defend, we defend, defend, and then Russia get a free kick and they score in the last minute and, and we all look like what we look like now on the pod. The yeah, I think the Southgate factor is going to be a problem. His conservative way of playing is not great necessarily in terms of obviously he managed to wheedle his way to a semi-final in the last major tournament. Uh, not uh, not great in terms of actual performances though, quite fortunate. Nine of the 23 have not played a game in qualifying either. So in terms of sort of how, how well the team cohere, like how well that meshes together and some of them are key players that you've sort of mentioned about starting Grealish is one Foden is another Bellingham uh, Saka uh, the the other front three or the, or the front four options uh, Calvert Lewin's the only one who, who didn't feature in, in the qualifiers obviously it was a while ago now um, but I think it will be interesting to see how well that midfield meshes together I would like to see Sancho start um, maybe I don't I don't really like Grealish in those more advanced positions. I prefer him breaking from midfield, if I'm honest, and I think he should be starting ahead of Henderson. I think Declan Rice is the, the bottom of that diamond if we're assuming four three three. I'd say Sancho and Foden, as they're actually in form versus Rashford and Sterling, who have been absolutely shocking towards the end of the domestic season. Rashford is carrying injuries. Um and I think equally I th- well, for for me, the Sancho and Foden are both better natural finishers than Sterling is, and so if Kane is dropping off deep and is being more of a creative influence than sort of the the fulcrum of the attack, I think uh, that is a better way to play. It's interesting you mentioned it, Matt, because I was I was thinking about Grealish in in a kind of a deeper role, which allows you to get potentially Foden, Mount, Sancho in, in that three. But then I was, I was kind of thinking, if if he does go at Grealish in a more advanced role, does that almost make it certain that Bellingham is getting on, considering Henderson is is, is not kind of, we'll, we'll say, competition fit, match fit? See, I think Rice is, is a cert. Does that make, you know, if Grealish is in, the, is in the squad, is in the team, does that make Bellingham go into that kind of two in the midfield? I think you play Phillips. Really? Yeah, and I don't. I, I I hate saying this because I love Declan Rice, but since he got injured, he's been a bit vulnerable, and I think he believes in his own hype a little bit too much at the moment. So I'm not worried about them playing two kind of holding midfielders if it was Henderson or if it was another, because I think that'll actually give him enough around him to do what he does because he's very much he's like interception wise, he's fantastic. But what going back to what Curtis said, I fully agree with him about Harry Kane. But is Sterling the player that you want on the end of those passes? I just, I just don't see who else. Like, okay, all right. I'm, I'm looking at the two friendlies, and maybe it's unfair to judge them, but they are the two warm-up games going into this competition, and just the amount of sideways passes, play like Kane dropping deep, no one making a run in behind, and it's just crying out for someone like Sterling who will make those off-the-ball runs. And maybe maybe Sancho will offer similar, I'm not sure. But I just, I don't know. I think you either say to Harry Kane, fucking stay up top no, and, be, nine, and, be, and be the focal point of the attack, or you play Sterling. 
So I don't know that. I just that's how I see it personally. The thing, the thing I don't understand with our warm up. You just mentioned the the, the warm up games. There, okay. Um, I appreciate that we've had the uh, the Champions League and that, but we've not started our our best team. We've not seen what this team is that we're going to start come Sunday. You look at the French. The French absolutely brutalized uh, Bulgaria uh, or sorry Belarus or one of them. I can't remember. And they were so good because it's their starting eleven. Portugal did it last night. Uh, you know, and they played their best team, and they're going into the competition confident as you like. And we're struggling to beat Romania and Austria. Yeah, but we haven't. Yeah. We haven't. You've discussed half the players there. Not. I know, like you said, the Champions League. None yeah, but, of them have played. Yeah, but that's not. I, I, I appreciate that. Okay, I understand that is a big factor. However, they're fucking professional footballers. They can have a week where they've played a, a big game, and then. Why do they need to have a week's rest before they come back in? Let's just go right. on that momentum. Let's go on that high. He's Southgate, isn't it? He's gonna he's gonna come out of another love train. He's just hiding it from everybody. <laughs> yeah, but what's gonna happen is is we're gonna turn up against Croatia and we're gonna get turnover, in my opinion. And obviously this is just my opinion, right? Because we're not set on a fucking team that's gonna start. We're all like some have been rested, some haven't, and when we're it's gonna take a while to get us go like actually playing as a team. We're then going to play Scotland and fucking draw, and then we're going to be up against the fucking up against it against Czech this is, Republic. This is this is dupe. Who, if we went by his predictions, Man United mm. would be relegated. <laughs> well, no. Okay, we'll come back. We'll see next week, right? We'll next see week. next week when we've lost to Croatia and we're drawing against Scotland with ten minutes to go, Dave. Oh, yeah. I'm going to teabag yeah, you if that's coming true. <laughs> anyway, we. Uh... We can, we can, we've still got groups left. So, uh, Group E is uh, Poland, Slovakia, Spain, and Sweden. Uh, Joseph. I mean, I'm glad you've just told me which teams are there because it's so dark in my room now. I can't even read my notes. Dave, <laughs> it's been going on that long. Um, I'll try and make this bit this quick because obviously Spain are the standout there, but obviously they've got their own dramas at the moment with the whole uh, COVID 19 issue. Um, I don't know if obviously. Most people would have seen that they had to uh, play their under-21 team the other night against Lithuania because they've contracted COVID-19 in the camp. So the results of that are obviously going to uh, sway what happens in the group, although their under-21s did beat Lithuania 4-0 and were quite comprehensive. They're playing all their games at home as well. So like Mad said with Italy uh, and England, obviously, they're, they're playing at home. So they'll have that advantage there. Um in terms of when you're looking at obviously Poland, Lewandowski's got to be the standout man for Poland. Um, I can't. There's no, not really. I, I had a quick look at their squad, and Piatek is he injured? Because he doesn't seem to be in their squad. When I had a look, and obviously he scored a few goals in qualifying as well. Um, but obviously, as I say, Lewandowski six goals in qualifying. Um, he's going to be the obviously the main man there. Slovakia. Um, they only won five games in qualifying, which is like the lowest in this group. Yet they always seem to do well in tournament football. Mm -hmm. I remember um, with Spain and Italy causing an upset there. Obviously, Hamzik has tore up his contract in China um, and has gone to play for Gothenburg. So he's back in Europe. He'll obviously be a, a key man for them. But it's um, Lobotka, who was playing at Celta Vigo recently. He's uh he's like a he's a proper DLP, but he's a cracking little player, and I just feel like they're gonna just be a horrible team for people to play, um, and then Sweden, um, no Ibrahimovic, 
Um, he was in so the squad. He got injured, right? Or he's going yeah, to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to be fair, he's kind of one of those, isn't it? He's do the are the team going to be better without him because they're left to obviously rely on each other more? Um, probably not. But in terms of FM, obviously Forsberg, what a player. Mm. Um, he's been a great player for a long term, and obviously Alexander Isaac, who was it? Did you sign him in a network save? Dope. No, he, he wouldn't come to us. Oh no, we all tried to get him, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he it's went to like... It's been that long, but there's they um obviously those those two Isaac Ify obviously we all know he's he's got a bit of talent and FM wise obviously he's hyped massively. Um, but I'm going to go Spain, Slovakia, Poland, and Sweden as my uh, as my thing. Now I think Slovakia <clears throat> are just going to sneak through. They're going to just disrupt people. I'll probably be wrong. Um. I actually predicted, obviously, Spain to get to the final as well. Um, but obviously now this COVID-19 thing is going to uh, possibly ruin that. And them not having Sergio Ramos, I, I'm adamant they're going to lose in a final on a penalty shootout. Because De Gea can't save a penalty and Ramos isn't there to score one. I, I, so was, I, I was liking this group and I was liking Sweden. Um, and then no, is sure. it Kul- Kulisevsky has, has also pulled out with COVID, no? Is that, is that, was that today or yesterday? Um... Because I was looking at it going Kulisevsky, Isaac, um, Lindelof is there. I mean, they're, they're round enough and solid enough, but I think losing Kulisevsky was... Um, I've watched Lindelof for 38 games this year, mate. I wouldn't I, use that as a positive point. Uh, you see, There's one guy, <laughs> he scored five goals in qualifying, Quazon. He plays for mates, but I have never heard of him before. No. So I've no idea. I've, I don't know anything about him, and I haven't loaded FM to see if he's any good in the game, but... I just I just saw he'd scored five goals in qualifying, which was their highest scorer. It's mad, isn't it? No, he's mad. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a I think that's a good uh you know, like you said, you haven't gone for a kind of quite possibly what everybody else would have thought. I mean, I don't think well, I'd add have put them ahead the, of the Poland. With Spain is that Spain they they score bundles of goals, but they don't they haven't got one person that scores lots of goals. They just it's all around the team. There's goals mm. everywhere in it. But then if I said to you, who's going to play centre-back? Like, what's the centre-back pairing going to be? Laporte and someone else. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I did see... Um, I did Alcoris, see... maybe? But that's it. Yeah. And someone else. You think of the two players yeah. that they've had playing centre-half for so long. Yeah, and now it's going to be... You, you, you're literally naming a Frenchman and... Pau Torres. An- another. It could yeah. be Pau Torres, um, Eric Garcia... Um, it'll probably be uh, Lorente. Mm. I think he's been playing quite a lot. And then if mid, I said centre mid, who, who's playing centre mid? I, I can't even name this squad. So uh, in the... do, do you know what I mean? But when when you're talking about when it was mm. you know Busquets, Iniesta, Xavi that dominated World Cup and Euros, now you go who's actually going to be there? They're, yeah. they're three in the middle there. You'd probably go Busquets. Obviously, COVID. It's all going to depend on obviously the results of COVID. But Busquets, and then they've been playing Fabian. From Napoli, oh, do, do likes him, do like and him. Um, Rodri from Man City. Yeah, yeah. no Thiago. But then you've got you've got Thiago as well, but he's he obviously where he's been injured, he hasn't played a lot of games. But again, it's still like you know the the spine of the team, De Gea, you know, fully confident. Not sure in your centre halves, not sure in your midfield three, and yet I'm still kind of looking at it and going, they've just it doesn't matter who they seem to play, they just score goals. You know, they yeah. pulled in their under twenty ones the other night and they won four 0 That's it. Adama Traore has been called up. Yeah, oh, of course he has, mate. Number, I number he, twenty. I thought he was announced for a different nation. 
No, I, there was a That's lot of tug and war between him and Marley for a while. <laughs> Marley, right, okay. Uh, but uh, it's official. Wolves have more players in the Spain squad than Real Madrid. So <laughs> I did. Uh, I did. Uh, th- there was a tweet going around at the maybe at the weekend that somebody's put a bet on France Spain final and um, uh, Laporte scoring the header to win it. Oh, Spain. Wow. Imagine. Yeah, it was something crazy odds, but it was just like imagine if that actually happened that would be that would just be too much narrative even for Matt you can't can you they're on the same side of the draw I don't no they, they, no, they can it's if they go depending get, on where they finish are they the same oh maybe it was yeah, a semi-final then maybe it was a semi-final F, yeah. okay maybe it was a semi-final knock them out but yeah fucking, it was fucking talking walls to it mate <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mention Portugal so it can't be and it was a definitely yeah but I just thought imagine if that was to happen get knocked out by a man of your own and uh, well we'll move on then to our final group group F France Germany Hungary and Portugal uh, David of course yes so yeah group of death probably uh, it's probably going to have the most eyes on this group definitely because it's got Three teams in it that I think a lot of people would have possibly put money on winning the whole thing. So one of them could get upset unless they obviously get enough points to go through as a third, best place third team. But um, start with France, probably one of the favourites, you know, looking pretty good, still world champions. Um, pretty solid squad. I mean, everyone's seen the depth charts and stuff on Twitter. It's just their team is ridiculous. Uh, probably Lloris in goal, centre backs, you've got Kimpembe, Varane. Uh, Zuma, even someone like uh, uh, Jules Kunde as well, the, the young centre back from Sevilla, been really, really impressive. Cent- central midfielders, Kante, Pogba. But I think he's going to have, uh, it'll be interesting who they start because they've got a really uh, good attack. Griezmann, uh, Giroud, Mbappe, even oh. Benzema getting called back up into the team for the first time in how long? So He's injured, though, isn't he? He got injured, yeah. He got injured. Oh, is he? <laughs> yeah. Last oh, night, whatever. Chief. It, it, it's only it's a muscle injury, so he probably be able it to. might be involved. So yeah, it might might make his uh, his selection a bit easier. But Giroud, yeah, France. I think Giroud could become France's top scorer. Is it well, three I was going to say goals? Yeah. he's he's very high up the top goal scorer yeah. for the whole he's tournament. Four behind like Henri, possibly. I'm not yeah, sure. Four or five, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, France strong team. You know, we've seen it absolutely solid. Even their under 20, 21s would probably do a job in this tournament. To be honest, with the strength they've got. Um, Portugal, I say that actually, I'm pretty sure they got bodied in the Euros under-21s, but we move. Uh, Portugal, um, of course, I don't know if uh, Duke might have seen it on TikTok, that Portuguese guy that pronounces the names really weirdly. No. No? Well, he keeps coming up on mine. He got in goal, Rui Patricio, uh, got Ruben, Ruben Dish, a centre-back. Patricio and Diaz. But um, yeah, they got some... Uh, I'm glad you told really me, I struggled. It's the attacking midfield for uh, Portugal, really. Oh. Um, centre mid, I don't know who he'll start. He's got Renato Sanchez, Carvalho, Danilo Pereira, Matinho Neves, Pedro Gonçalves could do a job there, João Polinha from Sporting, Sergio Oliveira. But then it's the attack as well. There's going to be a lot of players, like players like Andre Silva that smashed how many goals in Germany this year. There's a chance that he'll get very little minutes. Um, João Felix, it's mad. There's a chance that he might not get many minutes depending on how the manager sets up. So, um, again, they've got a really, really strong team. I think Portugal's downfall is their back line, other than Diaz and obviously Cancelo at right back. It's not it's not that strong. 
Um, is it Font? Have they got Fonte about? Yeah, Joe, I think it'll be Pepe. <sighs> uh, it'll be Diaz with either Pepe or Jose Font. They've only got three centre backs. Oh, the age of those two. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad though. Other than that, other than that, they've got. I mean, Nuno Mendes is in there. Uh, there's a chance he could start ahead of Rafael Guerrero. So that'll be one. The FM god this year, Nuno Mendes. Yeah, really like that. So it'll be interesting to see if he plays. And then obviously Germany, who again will be one of the favourites. But did they get knocked out pretty early in the last couple of major tournaments, or at least one of them anyway? Um, mm. So yeah, Neuer obviously in goal. Got a good set of keeps to be fair. Neuer, Leno, and Trap. But you'd assume Neuer. Um, just again, just quality throughout. Tony Cruz, Kimmich, Sane, and then Kai Havertz and Timo Werner, um, who I'd assume will start up front for them. So it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. I've just got a feeling that he might just be an absolute bagsman in this tournament. I don't know why. Been gash all season and just being a bagsman in this tournament. Calling calling the Champions League winner gash, eh? Wow. He can't hit a barn door. Do you see um just do you see the 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 fact that Germany have got all their group games at home being a factor? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that's probably I was going to be really controversial and put Germany in third, but that's probably swayed me to actually put them through now. So, um yeah, I, what do you lot make of that? Do you think it's an unfair advantage for some teams? Or do you, I mean, after the stadium, the stadiums are half full to be fair, but um, it depend it could depend on the nation, I think. Some some nations just their fans are almost Half the th- half of what they do, you know, or that extra man. But I wouldn't say it's the same for all nations. Being honest, I think it depends. Yeah, yeah. Well, if, you, if you're an, if you're an underdog and you're playing at home, it definitely will help. Um, like England, you probably get to about sixty minutes and they'll start booing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to be fair, they'll probably boo when you knee kneel, kneel yeah, anyway. So, fucking idiots. Yeah. Right. And yeah, I'll probably go this group with that. I'll probably go France top, Germany second, Portugal third, but qualify through the points thing and then unfortunately oh Hungary I've not even spoke about I feel sorry for, uh, yeah Hungary look bottom uh, quickly Golaski in goal half decent goalkeeper um, they've actually got Adam Bogdan an arming pine as their third choice goalkeeper there as well <laughs> but genuinely I, I scroll through the rest of their team and I know one player I know uh, of Willie, Willie Orban the centre back other than that I look at the players I don't think I've ever heard of any of them so sorry if you're in Hungary Peter Bolaski who? throwback sure. Oh. oh, the goalkeeper, yeah. yeah. It's a tough group. Dave, how do you, like, if Portugal have a decent run, are you looking forward to a few more Portuguese players coming to the Premier League to join Palace <laughs> or Everton, depending on where Nuno goes? Yeah, I know. Oh, it's going <laughs> to put all their value up in it. He never has to have a good tournament, really, get a bit more money for him. There it is. But, yeah, hopefully Renato has a quiet one. He can come to Wolves. Happy days. Lovely. Um, actually, there is one player that I, I do remember. Actually, there's two. Adam's uh, Szilai. Well, I don't know. Probably. Yeah, massive. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think he's injured, actually. Used to he play. He started at Liverpool. And also there's uh, Roland Szilai. Oh, no, Szilai Dominic, as I'm well. thinking of. Sorry, Dominic Szilai, I'm thinking of. He's injured. Uh, yeah. Roland Szilai is another. I had him in my Recreativo save all those years ago. Yeah. So. Save it for next week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we will do our predictions first and then we have an FM prediction too which Dave has put together for us so uh, the the things that Matt had put together for us to sort of ask were our winner the final player of the tournament top scorer and surprise package um, so we'll start off with Mad first because he uh, put these together because I'm a bastard <laughs> thank you for that 
Um, I'm going last because I didn't read that. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Uh, we'll put you last. I'm going to, I mean, for a winner, it's, it's impossible not to look past France. Like, even if you think about the players Dave didn't even mention Dembele, yeah. Coleman, you know, like the, the, the wing back options they have, like the depth. They could play 11 in the group and, and a completely, you know, against Hungary and a completely different 11 uh, against, you know, Portugal or, or Germany, whoever. So I think it's very hard to look past France. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with, I suppose, France to a win. And I'm kind of leaning towards, I have to be honest, and Joe, you might have to look at your wall chart again. I was thinking maybe a France-Italy final and a repeat of the uh, Zidane versus Matarazzi, if they can meet. I think Italy, I don't know, the more I look at it, I think they could just be a bit of a surprise uh, continuing on there. If they can meet, uh, of course. Top scorer, I was... Uh, I, I can't look apart. I can't look away from Lukaku. Even if Belgium don't go that far, I think he's going to score about eight, seven or eight goals in the group stages. Um, so I think all it will take is you know getting in through two knockarounds, and I think Lukaku will hold it. Player of the tournament, little bit controversial. I'm going to go Pogba, and the reason is I just Pogba loves playing for France, and he loves playing for France far more than he likes playing for Man United. Um, so I, I I just think he's done it before. He'll do it again uh, if France go far. I think I see Pogba being there. And I called it already surprise package. I'm going to have to go Turkey. Um, I just think they've got some absolute ballers and a bit of a winning mentality there. They beat France in the qualifier and drew the other game. So they took um, four points off France in the qualifier group. So Turkey for me uh, to surprise everyone. Uh, next up, I'm going to go David. Yeah, uh, winner. I'll back France as well. Finally, so I don't know because I don't know what the path is. Someone will probably correct me. Um, probably like Belgium, maybe France, Belgium. Uh, player of the tournament, I'm going to go with Phil Foden. Um, top goal scorer, I'm going to go Harry Kane. Um, it's coming home and surprise package. Um, I'll back Turkey as well, Mad. I'll go with you. I've just checked the sim here. I'm going to go Turkey. They've not won it. Chief. Don't we? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Spoilers. Uh, Kurt Dizzle. You say it's coming home, but France are going to win it. Come on. Yeah. yeah. At least commit. Uh, yeah. England are going to win it. The Sammy. Hey, you know. Uh, they're going to beat France in the final. Jeez. Can't happen, Boko. Player of the tournament is going to be Jack Grealish. Uh, top scorer, just to fuck you all, is going to be Raheem Sterling. <laughs> uh, and the surprise package is going to be Denmark England. for me. Dupe. Uh, France to win it. Portugal uh, be in the final with them. I think uh, top goal scorer is going to be Antoine Griezmann. Ooh. I think uh, surprise package is going to be Wales. I think Wales will get out of their group. They'll get to the quarters. They'll get a point. <laughs> no, I think they'll get out of their group. And they actually got quite a favourable quarterfinals that they could get as last of 16 so I think that they might get through that as well so I think they'll be a bit of a surprise package to me uh, top goal scorer I'm going to I've done that one um, player of the tournament um, I'm going to back my boy as well um, I'm going to back Pogba uh, I think uh, Paul Pogba played incredible mm. Bruno Fernandes because you know it's Bruno Fernandes were you going to say Matt Smith player of the tournament then fucking hell no Bruno Fernandes I think uh, to get to the final uh, Ronaldo's going to have to score a lot and Bruno's going to assist 
and probably score a penalty or two. So, yeah, Bruno. He won't be on pins. Bruno. Joseph. Joseph. Winner, Belgium. Ooh. Final versus Spain. Like I said, he's going to go to penalties. And because Ramos isn't there and De Gea shit on penalty, uh, saving penalties, that's how it's going to end. Uh, player of the tournament, mm, I'd probably say De Bruyne. Yeah. If he's back from his Billy Joe Saunders injury. Um, top scorer, <laughs> Lukaku. And surprise package to be found in the Russian dressing room. Marvellous. Okay, David, simulations. What was yours, Matt? What was mine? So we're all part of this. Pretty, pretty similar. We can all look silly. Can all look silly. Well, I, I think again, France. I can't look past them. Player of the tournament, I think, could be Modric. Last last major tournament, maybe last time to show off the maid stage. Uh, Because I don't think he's going to make it to another World Cup, really. Um, One gay or flat. Top DJ in the opening ceremony as well. (laughs) (laughs) His FM video out tomorrow as well. He's a a busy lad. He's a busy lad. Top goal scorer. I'm going to go for Mbappe. Mbappe. And then surprise package I think could be the Netherlands that it's not a golden generation but I feel like they almost do better without that pressure of expectation so Mm. yeah right David simulations I'll quickly go through the groups so group A Wales were out with zero points Turkey finished top on goal difference Italy second Switzerland qualified through third because they all got six points Group B, Denmark and Russia through Belgium and Finland out. Um, Group C, Holland top, Austria second, Ukraine qualified third, North Macedonia out with zero points. Group D, England won the group, all three games won. Croatia second, Czech Republic and Scotland with one point out. Uh, Group E, Spain, Sweden and Poland through in third, Slovakia out. And then Group F, France, Portugal and Germany all through with six points, Hungary out as well uh, so first knockout round England lost to Austria uh, Holland beat Switzerland yes. Ukraine beat Turkey France beat Poland Spain beat Germany after extra time Denmark beat Italy Portugal beat Sweden and Croatia beat Russia quarterfinals France beat Denmark Spain beat Ukraine Holland after extra time beat Austria and Portugal after extra time beat Croatia and semi-finals Spain beat France on penalties Holland beat Portugal after extra time. And then the final, Spain 2, Holland 2, Spain winning it on penalties. Um, go on, Kay, sorry. Fuck, I got it wrong way around, didn't I? With or without <laughs> Ramos. Uh, who, top scorers? Top goal scorer any, any with seven steps? goals. You'll never guess the top goal scorer. It was Doniel Mallon with seven. Second and third were wow. Phil Foden. Foden and Marshall with five each. Best average rating across the oh, tournament shit. was Harry Kane, um, but uh, despite only scoring one goal in four games, most assists was uh, Any Marco. Successful Ver- dribbles. <laughs> Marco Verratti, Dolberg, and Mbappe all got four assists, um, and most clean sheets was little Justin from Holland, little Justin Beelove. <laughs> so I think that's Beelove. that's a very typical English. Uh, like tournament that we did really well at the start and then yeah we're gonna get loose to Austria Poland. Austria as well. I mean, 4-2, Austria, yeah. sorry, that's mad. 
Yeah, we were uh, we got it. We're two 0 down. Got it back to two two in the last five minutes. Chucked it away. Oh, right in the pub. Yeah. There you go. Spain to win their fo- uh, third in four attempts. Oh, thank you very much for that, David. Um, we're not going to do a quiz this week because we've already done a, an hour and twenty minute pod. No, <laughs> so, <laughs> so... save it to next week. <laughs> nice one, Matt Crowe. So yeah, so yeah, we will we'll be uh, we'll be here literally all night if we do a quiz. Anyway, that does indeed bring episode one hundred and ninety nine to a close. You can find the link. Should we should we tell him? We, yeah, we I mean we him. can do. I was going to do that right at the end, Joseph. Okay. No one listens to that bit. Well, no one yeah. listens to this bit now, <laughs> technically. Yeah, okay, but... right. So bef- this is so before we do the proper outro, um, I guess COVID pending. <laughs> um, Ouch. Oh, ouch indeed uh, we will be doing a live stream a live watch along of the Scotland England game together minus the Irish one uh, as a sort of celebration for 200 episodes of the five star potential podcast so you can join us all of us uh, for that next Friday we'll be tweeting about it no end I'm quite sure um, but yeah that will be so you can watch the pod live and you can see all of us in the same room, which we've never done before, actually. First time. So yeah, first, first time. First proper time. So it'll be uh, first time we've done it actually recorded. So it'll be very, very interesting to see how well that goes. But hopefully you will join us. Um, looking forward to it, gents. Sorry, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Looking forward to the bits after as well. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> sign up to our OnlyFans. You get to see the content after as well. <laughs> Do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to do it. Just don't sign up. <laughs> yeah. That, to be fair, we'll be the only fans in that stadium. <laughs> yeah. Got no fans. Anyway, yes. So that is next Friday, the uh, the 18th, 19th? 18th. 18th. I got it right the first time. Anyway, that does now bring episode 199 to a close. You can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting WeStreamFM.com. Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify, and most of the popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening. There will be a very live podcast from us next week for episode 200. Say goodbye, folks. Goodbye, folks. Goodbye, folks. Have a good ticks.